The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. talk every other week right here on the network my name is matt johnson one of your hosts alongside as always mr johnny townsend hey matt i don't know about you but as of this recording it's saturday what a perfect day uh to go <laughs> if we were able to go to our, uh, our blockbuster video and to bring us some blockbuster films i got an anchor in to watch some movies <laughs> oh man this episode hurts. This uh, I didn't know I was telling you beforehand. I know I was telling you beforehand. This episode cut me real deep. Uh, it hurts inside. It hurts inside. And we'll get into that rant in a little bit. But, but today's focus is that company, that little blue and yellow uh, awning, the blue and yellow membership card, the blue and yellow and, and white DVD and VHS cases. We're, 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 this is a tribute to that once wonderful video rental store. Uh, block, I almost said Retropop again. I don't know why. Uh, blockbuster. <laughs> um, a, a place that's near and dear to many people's hearts and a, a very big fixture in pop culture for a, it was about a good 20 something year span. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's, I, I'm ready. I'm hyped. Let's do this damn thing. Uh, let's get into our personal history with Blockbuster. Nobody has the movie I want. Hey, if it's on video, Blockbuster probably has it. I mean, we have over 10,000 videos. Wow. I'll watch these fast and have them back tomorrow, I promise. Relax. At Blockbuster, you can keep your videos for three evenings, so take home plenty. And, and use our 24-hour quick drop. Do you have any children's videos? Sure. Blockbuster's America's family video store. You know, we have more kids' videos than any place else. Hey, more movies, more nights, more fun. Blockbuster Video. All right, so growing up as a young lad in Niagara Falls, New York, uh, Blockbuster was it was a way of life. It was a lifestyle. For me, at least in our family, uh, every Saturday we would rent movies. That was our family night, and what a great experience that was. What a great experience. It, like, it doesn't matter what we're doing, what we got going on. Saturday night is our family time. We're going to sit together going to eat pizza, homemade pizza. My mom makes great homemade pizza. And we're going to eat ice cream. And we're going to watch whatever movie we decide to choose. And I can thank Blockbuster for providing that experience for me for about 20 years of my life. Uh, for as long as we, I lived at, at home, that was always a thing. Uh, and it was really, really remarkable, man. There was no greater joy than walking into that store. And it, I, I don't know what it was. Like, Blockbuster just had this this smell to it <laughs> yeah kind of like 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 i have this local comic book shop and it's um it's not in the best location it's uh, but it has this smell to it 
And I used to love walking in. You've seen all the blue and yellow. Like That's like one of my favorite color combinations and probably because of Blockbuster. Uh, but just this plethora of movies. And um, I can't tell you how many like how much money I've spent in there. I actually bought uh, my first Nintendo Wii from there. I got really excited. That was in like oh, 2006. Uh, but one of my f- favorite joys going in there, they used, they used, once they started... And it was more so when I was an adult. They they had the video game thing pretty pretty locked down, but they used to do all sorts of cool video game promotions. I remember just trying out the new thing, like Pokemon Snap. I wasn't I didn't have an N sixty four as a kid, and I got to play Pokemon Snap there. Uh, Gex the Gecko, uh, Enter the Gecko. Uh, that was a game I played there. It's Super Mario sixty four. I got to experience a lot of that, and uh, uh, yeah, it was just uh, amazing and very very convenient for the technology that it was at that time. Yeah, I know for me, uh, you know, I'm in a, a less, I would, I mean, I don't know, I'm just guessing this, but I guess my area that I grew up in is a lot uh, more uh, rural, not near as many, uh, you know, big cities or anything like that, right. but uh, we did have a local, like, mom and pop rental video store that was literally uh, within uh, walking distance from both my middle school and high school that I went to. Okay. So that would be the one that we would go to for a while. And then it closed and a blockbuster actually opened up in a, in a city, not too far from us. Like it's an easy drive, like 15, 20 minutes from us. And, um, I still remember when, when my dad decided that he would just kind of break down and get that membership card. (laughs) And I was so happy about it. Because that was a store that, as as a kid, that I would like just fantasize about being able to walk into and just be able to see, like all all the riches that it had inside. And when I finally got to do so, man, what a what a joy! Uh, I was definitely there for the video games overall. I rented so many games from that place. I would end up buying a lot of games from that place too. Uh, like I was very fortunate to have a. This kind of came around right when I was able to get a job as a teenager. So I actually had disposable income. Okay. So I was so I was able to get like a uh, you know like a GameCube. Uh, oh, I was very happy gosh. about that. And I was able to rent GameCube games there. Like I rented a Star Wars game there once for my GameCube, and that was a great weekend. Uh, just and all the movies that because at that time, uh, I mean though me and my parents even to this day still like to go to movies every once in a while together. You know it's kind of a, a really fun pastime to do. Uh, we would rent movies too. It wasn't like an every week thing like yours was. That sounds amazing, by the way. Uh, but we would still rent movies and watch them, uh, you know. And sometimes it was the only way I, I would get to watch some movies because there were some I just couldn't go see yet or I just didn't have the money to, to go see when they were in the theater or that type of deal. Uh, so it was really, I mean, what a great place. I think it was the first time, that's the first way I actually watched uh, a little sneak peek of next episode, Jurassic Park, was because of Blockbuster. I mean, there's so many movies that became some of my all-time faves that I, because of that place, I was able to watch. Uh, and some video games I ended up loving because of that place, because I was able to rent them there and just fell in love with them. So it, it's got a very special place in my soul, for sure, just because of all the... Uh, like it, it just really had all the things inside that helped kind of mold me into the things that I love even to this day. Oh, one hundred percent, man! And, and like, look, at, I was just thinking back today. Uh, what a video selection, right? Like, what an incredible oh, man, yeah. selection! I remember back, and my dad would never let me rent them. Um, 
because I, I don't know. He had a, he has like a thing against old like watching old sports that already happened. You already know. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh, that I love rewatching stuff. Uh, but they had a really cool pro wrestling section. At least mine did. Yes. Um, yes. They, they had a really cool like all the VHSs from like the 80s and 90s. They had every single one of them uh, available to for people to go and, and pick up. And uh, I remember the, just the kids' cartoons and just uh, I was really I was really impressed. Um, yeah, just thinking in hindsight about the kind of volume that these, uh, you know, the this place was, they had as far as movies. Uh, of course, it wasn't as convenient as, you know, say streaming movies now. We're going to get into that uh, on this episode. But, um, but yeah, it was it was a really magical place. Uh, like walking in, you walk in and you got the, the little advertisement showing on the TVs in the back and... Oh man, I honestly getting ready for this episode this week. I almost bought a like uh, somebody else's blockbuster video card, and like I tried to find like the old tape cases. I would just I just wanted one to put up in this office space that I'm in. Um, it, <laughs> that's how like n- nostalgic it is. Like I just it, it, it's such a cool vibe, uh, but it's often the butt of a lot of jokes too, which uh, it 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 gets a lot of flack, a lot of flack. Um, I know they've parodied parodied it on like South Park and other place uh, other shows this and that but um, to me it's a special place uh, a very special place now it's a Fuji grill that's cool uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was in a it, where I'm from in Niagara Falls it was in this uh, plaza with the tops a target and uh, there was a subway next to it and and oh man and I think I think the one that used to be mine turned into a Napa's auto parts store. Oh, same color. They, they yeah. probably because the same color combination, I think. It didn't have a lot of work that they had to do, for sure. <laughs> no, they did not. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of uh, that's what mine turned into. We, I think we have one fam- uh, video rental store in our area, at least in our immediate area. And it's crazy to think that it still yeah, works. Same here. Same here if you're not counting the uh, red boxes. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of the only game in town really now uh, when it comes to bigger rental places is these small <laughs> rental places technically. But uh, yeah, the one we have one that I can remember and think of that's still running and operating. There might be more than that, but just one in particular that I know has been running for quite a few years still somehow. I d- honestly don't know. how. <laughs> I know we have like a, it was a, it's a family video. It's a, yeah, it's a family video. And I went in there one, uh, one time because I was interested, because CBD's like all the new rage, and I was interested in just seeing what they had, and they were advertising. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But at the same time, it kind of does. It's actually very excellent product placement. Um, they were in conjunction with a, a burger place, a local burger delicacy that makes stuffed burgers. So that's like the perfect like triumvirate right there. You got CBD products, so for them stoners who want to do it the legal way, uh, you got you got a giant stuffed burger place right next door, and then you got the video store. Um, but they're still selling physical copies. They're still out and about doing things. Um, it's it is amazing though. Yeah, that's that's, that's it's, it's remarkable. That's smart. That uh, that actually had this uh, this comic shop that I used to go to all the time. This local comic shop. Uh, they had one of those um, uh, CBD type places open up near them, and they were. A little annoyed by it because they were trying to keep their place, in their words, family-friendly and that type yeah. of deal. But I was talking to them. I was like, you know what you should do? And I go, this is just an idea that I had. And I think your place is kind of doing that. Is flipping open up right next door to it like a snack oh, shop. God. And you'd make and you'd make a killing. Absolutely. 
absolutely. It's amazing, and I like I had, I had an idea for like a strip club McDonald's type thing. I don't know if it, you know <laughs> at one point in my life that was like ten years ago that I came up with that concept, and it was like it, I can I could just imagine me just sitting there, sweatpants, eating a McRib, <laughs> dunking chick, throwing some dollar dunking bills, some chicken nuggets, and barbecue sauce, and yeah, we'll call it, oh sweet and sour we'll over here, but <laughs> tossing some. Uh, that's all. That's what they should name the dancers too, like sweet and sour. <laughs> McChicken's on stage. <laughs> She's big. She's beautiful. Everybody, clap your hands for Big Mac. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so that's my like crazy concept idea. But yeah, it, it's. Uh... <laughs> I think we got. I think we got a couple of hit uh, winners. I think we here do. For that's ideas. like a yeah. top five marketing idea, and if. Talk to us, McDonald's. <laughs> we'll call it the mix, the mix strip club, uh, <laughs> the mix stripper. <laughs> you're not, you're not just strippers. You're mix strippers, uh, <laughs> and that means something. Over, a, over a billion customers served. <laughs> so on that note, uh, <laughs> let us get into the history. <laughs> Of uh, that great video rental store, <laughs> Blockbuster. Today's assignment, photograph the elusive Pokemon. How do you do it? You're going to be fast. Ah, missed him. And you better be good. Ah. Great pictures. That's the name of the game in Pokemon Snap. You can go to a participating Blockbuster store, print out your best shots, grab an entry form, and mail it to Nintendo's Take Your Best Shot Contest. The best shot wins an Australian safari for four. And there's lots of other great prizes. Ah. Many will enter, few will win. Hang on, it's got to be fun. Pokemon Snap. Take your best shot. I can't think straight now. That now we just talked about the mixed strip club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so many so ideas. Many ideas. <laughs> Podcast. Of course, you know Burger. Of course, you know Burger King's going to want to open up a competing one. Oh, absolutely. One. Uh, <laughs> we'll think of something. We're going to think this out. This might be a good. Uh, might be a good business outing instead of podcasting. We can do. We can open up fancy combination establishments. Uh, but Blockbuster. Blockbuster uh, was. Like to me, like I know we talk about '80s culture a lot, um, and on the very first episode, like when I when I think of '80s, I think uh, Nintendo, I think uh, Domino's Pizza, and Blockbuster is yeah. a very integral part of that too. Even though it kind of came up in the late '80s, uh, but a man by the name of David Cook opened up the first Blockbuster in 1985, and he had been in the computer software business, and I, I had read something somewhere as well that. Um, something with oil, uh, some kind of oil thing too, and it just wasn't panning out. It wasn't working very well. Uh, so with it, yeah, I think I think at that time, uh, the oil for whatever reason, crude oil crude oil prices had plummeted or something like that, and he was actually losing yes. money in it. Yes. Um, yeah. But as that was going down, uh, video rental, that's when it was starting to hit. Really starting to hit, and he got some advice from his wife, who was big movie fanatic, like loved movies. Um, she's like, yeah, why don't you open up a video rental store? It's all the rage. So he did. Um, and when he first opened up, uh, it was only one location, of course, to start. He didn't start off as a chain. Um, it offered 8,000 different VHS tapes. Um, with the, and of course, he's in the computer, he worked in computer software, so he knew he established this computerized checkout process. Um, so he 
started off really big. And at the time, movie rental places started off really small. They were holes in the wall. Um, they can only offer so much stock. But this guy comes in, Blockbuster, and he monopolizes it. Uh, well, not monopolizes it, but he makes it bigger than what it was. Um, but one year at just one year after that, he uh, he decided he would open up a couple places. Um, and he opened up a couple more stores in 1987. Uh, he was starting to look for investors in, in the company. Um, I'm not sure exactly who, but they invested $18.5 million in the Blockbuster company. And around this time as well, um, Blockbuster hit a, another uh, huge victory for them too. They started doing offering video game rentals, and uh, Nintendo took them to court. Uh, yep. This was like a big deal because Nintendo was like, "Ah, oh, it's it's hurting it's our pockets. It's it's absolutely hurt." Nintendo Nintendo is notorious for, and still to this oh, day, yeah. uh, being very, um, I guess the uh, the nice word for it would be protective of their stuff, and they will sue at the drop of a hat, and they got tons of money to they, do so. No, they really do. Because I, I I can't tell you how many emulator sites I used to play Nintendo games on are just are oh gone. yeah, those are all gone. They're now. all gone. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Nintendo sued Blockbuster and actually Blockbuster won and uh, was able to uh, sell video games from that point forward, giving them a huge edge over a lot of other just generic video uh, video rental stores. I mean, like, like we talked about during the personal history, uh, the video game aspect was a big hit for us. That's why we like going there. I mean, it video games are super expensive, right? They're super expensive. Yeah. Um, and my dad used to say this thing, let's go, let's, you know, you want this game, you think you want this game, let's go to Blockbuster, try it out for a couple days, for a weekend, whatever the, the time limit yes. was, and then if you like it that much, you go buy it. Uh, yeah, exactly, because before that, uh, let's say a regular, just a regular Nintendo game, an NES game, was still 60, 70 yeah. bucks during this time, and you were taking a kind of a shot in the dark if you were going to like it or not. You're just basing it purely on uh, what you saw. Maybe you read some stuff in a magazine if you were lucky, and you were just kind of hoping that you'd like it. And if not, you were just out sixty bucks. Exactly, um, and that's happened to me more more times than not. Um, and yeah, it's it's really smart. And to think too, because right, the video game crash of '83 happened because this over influx of people buying games and returning them because they were so crappy. If a place like Blockbuster was around at that time, that might not have happened. Um, I'm sure you know companies would have shelled out pretty bad games, but uh, using that like logic and theory, why would you know why would somebody go? Right, they can try this game. Oh wow, ET's coming out. Uh, <laughs> ET the Extraterrestrial. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Blockbuster and try it out first. Uh, instead of just buying it and like other things, like I, I, th- I think a lot of problems, uh, early problems that face the video game industry might have been diverted um, then. But uh, so it, it just keeps growing. Like this thing is massive. It's catching steam. 1988, Blockbuster became the leading video store chain in the United States. It had opened up 800 stores. So three years, 800 stores. Uh, and Blockbuster, they, what they really did, their, their biggest strategy was they would take on failing video game rental like other smaller chains uh yeah they they Vince McMahon oh they totally did the territory we'll give you money or taking up soaking up the territory uh and (laughs) in uh uh, 1992 they actually started to grow overseas this was a big deal they bought out the video rental chain Ritz in the United Kingdom and at this time in 1992 
2,800 blockbuster stores around the globe. In 1994, Viacom bought the video rental property for $8.4 billion, and uh, Viacom took the blockbuster public as the number of stores reached 6,000. So by the end of the 1990s, uh, massive, just everywhere. But, uh, but trouble was on the horizon in 97 as Blockbuster's future competitor, Netflix, was, uh, was founded. Did you have anything about this in your Did You Knows? Okay. I do. Um, I won't go too into detail for it. Um, but Blockbuster became the competitive thing. Uh, that, you know, or, excuse me, um, Netflix became the competitive thing. Uh, they started to move towards a more convenient side, a, a little bit more convenient. It started off slow, but a. Uh, yeah, it was. Do you remember? Like, I remember this. Uh, try Netflix. This is well before it was a streaming service. And they would actually mail you. Uh, you know, the movies or whatever you had rented, they'd actually mail them to you, and you'd have to mail them back. I definitely tried this a few times. Yes. Oh, I. my parents were always sketchy about mailing stuff and, like, internet and, and all that stuff. Um, but I do remember people, like my uncle and aunt, they'd just try everything. They don't care. Um, they would, they would, they tried Netflix out, and they, they liked it. Uh, the only drawback at the time, because it was a mailing movie service, was the wait time. But they had, they had pretty yeah. much everything in stock. They just shipped everything from a warehouse. Um, but yeah, so the early 2000s, it, things were getting really spicy in the world of video rentals. Uh, so you have Netflix who hadn't quite hit its peak yet. Um, and also Redbox was released in 2002. Uh, we mentioned Redbox. Redbox is still around to this day. Uh, you can go to, that kind of blows my mind. I didn't realize it was that. Well, old, really. I know. Like, I thought, it still feels like a like a newer thing, it, doesn't it? It to really me, it does. does. It really does. Uh, but, yeah, t- apparently since they've been around since 2002. And, like, I, I can't, I'll go to, like, Tops, the local Tops. Um, they're by, like, all, like Walgreens, CVS. They're just sitting outside. Yeah. And you can rent movies and video games from them. But it's been around since 2002. Uh but even though, even so, uh, as Netflix and Redbox were starting to come about, 2004 was uh, Blockbuster's best year of business ever. They had 9,000 stores globally and employed 60,000 employees, earning $5.9 billion in revenue. And it all just kind of dropped off after that. But um, the company started making major changes in the early 2000s that would ultimately lead to its downfall. Um, Viacom parted ways with them in 2004. Uh, and that same year, they were trying to they were trying to move towards the online route. Blockbuster was trying to move towards that online route that Netflix was slowly uh, slowly building up towards. Uh, but come, it kind of reminds me of what GameStop's kind of going through now. Yes, yes. In that, in that they knew this change was coming, and they had time to kind of adopt to it and maybe make some changes to it. But they were kind of stubborn, so they waited way too long and. You know, well, I mean, I'm sure you'll get into it, but you know, GameStop is not in good no, shape right now. No, they're in horrible shape. Uh, that's an excellent comparison too, because that's another store with that, like that fun vibe. And I, I know we're yeah. not going to see GameStop in f- five years; it's going to be gone unless they completely change their way of business. It's going to be gone. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, so Viacom split. Blockbusters launched Blockbuster Online, but it was so far behind of Netflix. Uh, they just tried to compete, and the problem was too, it, Blockbuster. They were kind of stuck. Like when you go into a, a, tech, a business that revolves around technology, you you're gonna put your back yourself on the wall. Here, at Blockbuster with nine thousand, yeah. like we just said, nine thousand stores, 
9,000 stores globally. Uh, and you ha how much stock is that? You can't just up and turn to online streaming. You can, but you can't. You, yeah. You're going to lose a lot. Um, it's very hard. It's a yeah. very hard transition to make. And and, and you know while and it will take it time. Does, it would have taken a few years where Netflix just kind of came in and they slowly built up to it. Where Blockbuster, that's all they knew was physical copy rentals and sales and in and, and this and that. So they, they well, that's kind of where we're at now too. Just in things in general. I mean, video games is a great example that I I, know I keep going to, but. Uh, you know, when we were younger, it was all about physical copies, 100%. And now, I never thought there would be a day, but it's just kind of where I'm at now, where I would just much rather just download the game onto whatever system I'm using instead of getting a physical copy. And that used to not be me at all. I used to always be a, I like having a physical copy Yeah, guy. same here. I used to love, I used to have a video game, like DVD binder. I used to fill it up to the brim, and that was my favorite yeah. thing to do. And you like the hard copies, the cases, but, um, yeah, that's all going to the wayside, and you know. Well, that's one of the biggest things that I hate about how convenient things are nowadays is that we're losing a lot of physical stores and businesses uh, to that extent. Like like I said, yeah. it's 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 tough. I mean, block, we, we've been saying this whole time. At least, you know, Blockbuster was an important part of my childhood, and it's gone. It's gone. Well, not completely, but it's, it's gone um, for the most part. You also have the... Uh, you know, like I said, GameStop's gonna be gone in five years. I've loved GameStop my entire life. That's that was like the the cool place to be. And now they're trying to reinvent themselves a little bit with like toys and this and that. But um, it's still it's just easier to do online. It, it, it's it's so much easier to do, um, especially like right now. I mean, as of this recording, we're in still in you know uh, COVID nineteen, trying to watch out for that. So you can't really go very many places. And it's just way more convenient since you're at home already to just download the stuff at home. I mean, movies and video games are just so much easier and way less dangerous right now. <laughs> no, it's 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 it, that is true. Yeah, because GameStop, I know they tried to be essential. Um, they tried real hard to be essential. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it didn't come out. Uh, it didn't happen that way. But um, but yeah, after 2004, the downfall really. Uh, after that 2004 high point, the company lost 75% of its market value. 75%. Wow. That's um, huge. And in 2010, the rental company filed for bankruptcy after Netflix's popularity continued to grow. And I didn't really get on the Netflix wave until I moved out, probably like 2011, 2012. Uh, but people have been watching Netflix online. Like I said, I, I'm always such a, such a traditionalist in, in, in a lot of things. And... Uh, and, yeah, everybody had been watching Netflix online streaming forever. Um, I'm, I honestly don't think my family got Wi-Fi until, like, 2009, 2010, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. But, uh, yeah, this is that, – that was the world – that was kind of it. Uh, in 2010, yeah, they filed for bankruptcy. They had a billion dollars in debt. And uh, and the, New York, the company was delisted from the New York Stock Exchange. And the following year, Dish Network bought the company out for, of bankruptcy for $320 million um, in hopes of keeping the 600 stores open. But in 2013, they announced that they would close the remaining stores. Uh, so there's no the, – Dish Network still owns Blockbuster. They can do stuff with it. If you actually go to – apparently if you go – I was just looking this up. Apparently if you go to Blockbuster's website – if you go to Blockbuster's website, uh, it just takes you to Dish Network where they try to sell you stuff. Um, but they still own it. Uh, and, of course, there's only 
There's actually one standalone blockbuster to this day, and it has a very funny Twitter account too. I don't know if you follow uh, anybody. You follow? That's, that's what I was looking <laughs> up. Okay. Uh, so just to let people behind the curtain, before we started this, I said, Matt, let me get ready. I was going to bring something up during <laughs> this because there's this literally there's this, this Twitter account, and it's called. Let's just yeah, talk about it now. Absolutely. Since you brought it up. And it's called The Last Blockbuster. I encourage everybody to look this up if you're on Twitter because it is hilarious. <laughs> it's one of the, in my opinion, it's one of the funniest uh, Twitter accounts that there are out there. It's so good. It's so good. It is well worth your time if you don't follow it on Twitter. Uh, they're just fun. It, it's funny. It's like, um, and it, it's very self deprecating. Very, too. very. Yeah. Want to read some tweets from it? <laughs> yeah, like I have one yeah, like go right for now. It. Uh, like, right. Uh, uh, can someone walk by the store and let us know if it's still there? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, they have a lot of followers too. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh my God! In order. Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. We'd rather you take photos with us instead of photos of us. <laughs> Here's one from November. We may, we may not be financially rich, but we're rich in available parking spaces. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Colleen announced it. Just announced it. We're closing oh, down. A, here's a good one. Announcement: The chimp from Dunstan checks in will no longer be doing an autograph signing tomorrow <laughs> because the email turned out to be a prank. <laughs> As a self-confessed com- uh, comedian that I feel I am, I'm jealous of the great material this that, really this, <laughs> that this Twitter speaking account has. Of, it's so speaking good. of Dustin Jackson, super glad Colleen spent $6,600 on the anti-theft alarm so no one can steal Dunstan Jackson. Like, this is awesome. This is so, <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> like, you gotta, fo- you guys got to follow it. But that actual store uh, resides in Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon. Uh, that is the last place, the last frontier of private-owned blockbuster stores. Uh, it, let's see, they actually have they have a very big following. Uh, they have four thousand accounts. Uh, this is kind of something I guess I could have put in Mad Stats, but they have four thousand accounts and sign up new customers every day. Uh, but they were blockbuster was really big a couple years ago in Alaska. Even after all the big chains closed, Alaska was the place to be because. I, I, apparently Alaska's not very tech savvy, um, so people would literally. Well, it's it's also probably tougher there because it's a huge place and it's very spread out. Unless you're in Juneau right. or somewhere, and uh, I would assume that means it's a lot tougher to have like Wi-Fi or anything like that. Oh, up probably, there. probably. I mean, that, that's the lifestyle I guess a lot of those people choose. I mean, I hear stuff about grocery stores; they got to travel forever for grocery stores. Um, but yeah, Blockbuster was big in Alaska until a couple years ago too, but. That's that's the history of it, man. I mean, it's it's a tricky. It goes to show you how tricky business is, um, and yeah. it's like it's just thinking of anything is so risky. Um, it, but yeah, a once media giant, once pop culture giant that's commonly discussed and talked about to this day. Um, it, sometimes in joke form, but uh, a place I highly admire. But that was kind of the rise and fall. I mean, legit twenty. 25 years, I think, officially. So um, so that's it for personal history. Let us go take a look at Matt's stats.
All right, everybody. So we we we've already kind of dished out a whole other num a uh, whole bunch of numbers. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to del I'm not going to repeat those uh, as much. Um, but let's see. I'm going to look at the gross profit of Blockbuster um, over the years. And how, it just goes to show you how flux the industry is. It's like it's truly remarkable how, um, you know, how much this thing like went up and down. Uh, 1995, 430 million dollars in gross profit. In 1996, 267 million dollars in profit. 1997, negative 214 million dollars in profit. Uh, 1998, negative 359 million dollars in in profit uh and there's i mean there's a lot of decline it's a lot of losing money it's pretty amazing um how they were able to hang tight uh with all that uh everything going on like negative 122 million here negative 67 million here uh 2002 347 million they made back but they had a really really big issue spending money um they they had so much they they like uh like they're a company that got too big too fast, uh, I guess is the, yeah. is the the proper phrase for it. But um, 2002 was like their first prop year of profit since 1996, which they made yeah 347 million, as I already mentioned. Then the next year that they made even like 2004, I said they made that like that big chunk of money. They still lost money. They still lost money. They. It, Five, I think I said like five point six billion dollars they made. They still lost one point two hundred two four two billion, um, and it was just it, it's insane. Just just kept dwindling and dwindling, and their just account was just way too back up backed up. Uh, but it's kind of crazy too. You look at the similarities at and uh, and like Netflix. I'll, I'll explain Netflix because it's a perfect parallel. Uh, Netflix in nineteen ninety eight, starting out of the gate. Negative eleven million dollars in gross profit, and then in two thousand three they started really hitting their stride, and they actually haven't lost. This goes up to two thousand and twelve. Um, they haven't they hadn't lost money in two thousand twelve. They hadn't lost money since two thousand and two. So you can tell they were hitting their stride, and they have a lot more good years than Blockbuster did from a profit standpoint. Um, let's see. Uh, here's one. Blockbuster declined to purchase Netflix in the year 2000 for $50 million. There's a stat for you. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. We've already thrown a whole bunch of numbers your way, um, but it's, at its peak, Blockbuster was valued at $8 billion. And, uh, and yeah, it was, uh, it, was it, it, it was really something. It was really something. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else I can add to this? I'm trying to think. Uh, there's a whole bunch of like graphs and stuff. Okay. Well, I'll get, here's some other stuff for you. Uh, new era. So 2012 to 2017, physical home video declined 4.9%. Um, so people were taking home less and less physical home video. Uh, in 2013, 50% of 18 to 29 year olds used online streaming uh, sites free online streaming sites that's a huge hurt, uh, hit to pockets um, an electronic home video delivery uh, went up 19.1 percent in that generation so let's see what else we got here yeah that's that's kind of it I mean it, it really goes to show because 
Because I know uh, when we did the Simpsons episode, when we did the Simpsons episode, we discussed a lot about how uh, the TV ratings have been going down, but they've been going down just a lot for over a long period of time because of the streaming service. And I, I think that's why, like, things get so expensive nowadays is because people are finding free ways to get stuff. You know what you mean? Like, for, like when people illegally download movies and whatnot, you're, you're hurting Hollywood's pockets, not the Hollywood's pockets, uh, are are shorter any or smaller or anything, but um, things get expensive because people find free or very cheap alternatives. You got to do what you got to do, but um, that, that's yeah. It also it also to be fair also adds up too because everybody pretty much now, uh, whether it be if you've ever had a uh, a TV network or a movie <laughs> network or even comic books or whatever, it has a streaming or online service of some sort and they all add up at some in some way oh or they another. do pretty i mean pretty soon man uh it, literally everything is going to be everybody's getting streaming services now disney just opened up their streaming service uh in november and while i'm not overly fond of how it's been handled so far this aside from the mandalorian um that's a direction that everybody's going to go and cable's just getting phased out even though cable and, and it, it's oh yeah they're they're fighting tooth and nail are. but I think it's only a matter of time. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the nail, the nail's just about in the damn coffin. Um, it, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's so, it's super expensive. So, um, but yeah, so streaming service is going to be the way of the future. Uh, literally, anybody who's anybody has it. I actually just put up a poll on the day of recording on, on uh, Saturday, uh, the 18th of April. I put up a poll because, like I said, once Blockbuster went away, all the streaming services play, and there's a lot of good streaming services out now. Netflix is obviously still doing strong, and it's actually worth more right now, I think, from a stock standpoint than Disney World because of everything going on with COVID-19. Hulu is one of the most popular ones. HBO Go, Disney Plus, Sling TV, Amazon Prime, uh, ESPN Plus. There's a lot of streaming services out there, and it's just going to keep getting – this is going to be the new rage. Like I I can't even think beyond it. I can't even think beyond it because I feel like this is going to be – this is going to be it for the next, like, 10 years. This is going to be our next blockbuster. just endless streaming services. Well, I mean, you even have networks like CBS having their own now, and they're actually premiering stuff on there instead of the actual TV That's network. That's true. That's true. So, and, and, of course, you know, we're yeah. pro wrestling guys. WWE Network puts a lot of content on their own um, thing. Like, yeah. I, I, legit, anybody who's anybody. On demand, Fight TV. Uh, it's literally everywhere. Everybody has some kind of streaming service, whether it's off your phone, off a TV app. It's it's mind-boggling, but that's, that's the reality that we live in. But... Um, that's really it for the Matt Stats portion. Let us get into Johnny's Did You Know? Yes, that's right. It's the end of late fees at Blockbuster. Need an extra day or two with your movies and games? Go ahead. Take them. Enjoy more time and less stress. This is so beautiful. Thank you. The end of late fees. The start of more. The new Blockbuster. That's right. We've got some did you know right here about Blockbuster video. This is all on MetalFloss.com. Blockbuster was actually one of the first video stores to actually keep physical tapes on their shelves. Uh, I think we all remember that going through the tapes. The tapes were actually there. And that was unusual because a lot of your smaller shops would not do that. You would just see like maybe the title to be an empty box. And uh, this was because, of course, people would come in and just steal the movies. <laughs> However, 
Blockbuster had such a vast library and stuff in the back that it was just physically impossible to keep er- keep you know keep everything behind a counter or something. They just couldn't do it because of right. space. And they had so much stuff and so much money that it was just easier and actually cost them less to just put the videos uh, and whatever the physical copies out on the shelves. Um, of course, let's get into the suing from Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo, like we already mentioned, is very, uh, very protective, and I'm putting in quotation marks. Uh, they're, they're quite harsh. If anybody kind of remotely sniffs on their territory, <laughs> um, and I love Nintendo, so I'm not trying to knock them or anything. But however, the real reason that they were using the little and that feels kind of like a loophole to me. Uh, for them to be able to sue Blockbuster was that Blockbuster at this time, and I remember this, you know, video games used to come with manuals, and they would actually photocopy Blockbuster with the manuals for the games and include them in the games when you rented them. Because if you had, you know, because the, the those manuals would actually get torn up and stuff. That's why they actually cost money by themselves now, uh, if you have them. But uh, So they were doing that, and Nintendo sued them for that. And, of course, you already said they lost. Actually, they actually, according to this... They settled some of the out of court, uh, and then by you know of course later on Nintendo was was literally doing stuff with Blockbuster like the Pokemon Snap yeah. thing. So, uh, so they ended up being all right with each other. Uh, Blockbuster made a ton of money off of late fees. Um, it, I still actually remember this where uh, actually it says here in the year two thousand eight hundred million or sixty percent of their actual revenue came from late fees. Uh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> uh, I remember these, but then I also remember when Blockbuster came out with a thing like, hey, we're waiving those now. You no longer have to deal with that. I remember this campaign, and it got me excited to go back to Blockbuster. It did. But it, that's, yeah, that was the, that was like, all right, all right, Bessie, I got to take you out back. That was like, they, they kind of shot themselves in the foot with that, which is the most ironic thing. Um yeah, that was that was a big big campaign. I, I I actually intended to put it in the person the the history uh, of Blockbuster, but I, I'm glad you you said something, man. It's uh, that was that was big. That was their way of trying to compete with Netflix, and, and honestly, it hurt their entire business model. <laughs> they they're like banks. Yeah. They're like credit unions and banks. They thrive off of late fees and overdraft, like like, like an overdraft. It's fee. literally, yeah. yeah. It's literally right now again compared to video games. It's the loot. A great situation in video games. Oh yeah, where literally EA, which is one of the biggest uh, publishing companies in video games, I think almost, actually, I think it might be close to fifty percent of their actual revenue comes from loot games. I mean, loot crates, people buying and paying extra money into that. So that's a giant part of revenue. So right now, there's uh, people trying to say, hey, you can't do that. It's technically gambling, that type of deal. That's why they're fighting that tooth and nail. Well, that's a lot of money they lose oh, out yeah. on. Um, Blockbuster actually tried to become, uh, tried to have a mini amusement park. What? Uh, yes. I would have loved to go to that. Oh. Yeah, in around 94, in the mid-90s, uh, they wanted to open a place called the Blockbuster Block Party in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it would have uh, laser tag, mazes, motion simulator rides. It would be like, uh, they wanted to call it like a miniature Disneyland on steroids is kind of their concept on it. But of course, that never came to fruition. Um, Blockbuster music stores actually, because they did have music stores too. They try to get into music. Uh, banned male employees from having long hair. Uh, <laughs> oh, that always their, that their always hair goes can well. be actually that always goes well. 
Yeah, their hair could be no more than two inches past their collars. Um, Blockbuster would also do this thing, um, uh, like I'll compare this to video games again. Blockbuster got exclusive rights to some movies. Uh, so, like certain movies, they could only be rented in their stores. And then, of course, would hurt smaller companies. Uh, but they're not alone in doing this. Again, uh, we'll use EA. And Matt, you'll know this one. For the longest time, until actually very recently, uh, EA had the monopoly, so to speak, uh, because they had a direct thing with the NFL to put out NFL games. And nobody That's else true. could do it. That is, that is true. Um, they Yeah, they hold that down. Uh, it, I, I joked about this years ago because we all know how EA is with DLC and, and all the loot boxes and all that. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. EA is going to make us pay for a Madden game. They make us pay per team that we want to play as. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's that? You want to play as the, your favorite team, the Indianapolis Colts? you got to pay us $10, and you got to pay $10 for every team you want to be able to play as. I was legit worried that it was going to happen, and people got mad at me when I suggested it. But, uh, no, that's – yeah, that's that's 100% true. EA's monopolized a lot of that stuff. They have a lot of power. They get a lot of flack in the video game world, but they got a lot of power when it comes to video game sales and, and kind of what goes. Yeah, uh, but thankfully, like I know, uh, 2K actually is going to be able to put out uh, football games now too. So um, hopefully, that will mean both uh, football games will actually get better yes. again. Um, Blockbuster actually turned. Well, you already mentioned this, but they turned down Netflix, like you said. Uh, this again. I mean, I'm putting everything in the video games, but you know, there was a time we kind of mentioned it in our Nintendo episode where Nintendo and Sony were going to kind of come together and make a system. But Nintendo backed out of it because they just didn't like where it was going and it was going to be, you know, and then the Sony PlayStation right. came out. And Nintendo literally created their own competitor. <laughs> so, and that's kind of what Blockbuster did here. Actually, speaking of Netflix, Blockbuster would mail them a kitchen sink. Did you hear about this? Yes, I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, there's a little shot at Yeah, that's hilarious. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, they had said that uh, they've thrown everything but the kitchen sink at Netflix in an attempt to be competitive. And then one day, Blockbuster mailed them a kitchen sink. <laughs> kind of admitting defeat, I think. Um, here's another one that kind of makes me laugh and sad at the same time. Blockbuster tried to buy Circuit City. Another thing that's gone now, at least around here, there's no Circuit Cities anymore. Uh, Blockbuster tried to buy them for about $1 billion in 2008, uh, but then they went bankrupt, and then Blockbuster would actually go bankrupt soon after that. Um, okay, here's the thing I was going to mention, too. This is the last one. Uh, there is, like, out of the one, you know, you mentioned that the one Blockbuster that's open now is technically ran by, like, a single person. It was franchised out. Yeah. Um, Aside from independently owned, in-name only stores, the last official Blockbuster video location, the one that was actually part of the big, uh, the big company, closed in November of 2013. And can you guess what the very last movie ever rented there was? I'm curious. I'm very curious. Uh, let me take a shot. Okay. Let me take a shot. It makes sense. Uh, I'll give you a clue. It makes sense. Hmm. Christ, this is hard. This is hard. There's there's a lot of movies. Yeah. I can uh, give you more clues. <laughs> Do you want another clue? Yeah, let's take another clue. Seth Rogen is in this movie. Is it Pineapple Express? No, uh, it is. This is the end. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that was the last movie rented, and that person still had to bring that movie back. <laughs> Jesus. 
that's funny. That is that is sweet bitter irony. Yeah. Uh, so that's Johnny's did you knows about blockbuster video. All right. On that note, let's go into the effects of blockbuster on pop culture. Yeah, man, blockbuster. What a like, what an amazing thing. But like, like we said, it was, it was good for its time period. Uh, but there was a lot that they would have had to have done, uh, to undo and to kind of adapt with the times. And they were just so far behind uh, that they couldn't, they couldn't play catch up. Uh, Blockbuster's effect on pop culture is that we have streaming service. I think, and I don't, I don't, I wouldn't just say it's just. Excuse me. It is just Blockbuster. It's all because family uh, video rental stores have been around since before that. Actually, uh, I did some homework. I didn't realize the first VHS released was like in 1977. Um, That's pretty crazy. But they've had video replies for or video replay or rental stores. uh, Excuse me. That that uh, for for quite some time. But streaming service came from it. And you know it's it is pretty amazing when you when you look at what our technology can do. Um, we can't find cures for this and that, but we can sure as hell put five thousand movies on a streaming service. Yes. And <laughs> uh, that's that's always a, a little bit of an irony. But um, yeah, the, the the streaming service online stuff, man, it is the it is the future. The convenience is. Is there, of course, for for memory's sake, I would rather have physical stores. I do like to go window shopping. I hate like I hate having to shop online, but I have to do it because a lot of physical stores don't have what I'm looking for. So, um, so yeah, that, that's it's it really gave the birth of that. I mean, it's there's all sorts of like you could probably find blockbuster T-shirts and stuff online. Like it's it's got a pretty big effect on pop culture. And and like I said, it was referenced at South Park one time. Um, uh, which is, it was a pretty funny episode. It was a Halloween episode, and um, Randy Marsh bought a Blockbuster, and he made the kids work it. Oh, I remember it. that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't let his, uh, I, I forgot which one is his kid. Is it Kyle or Stan? I want to say Stan. Stan's his kid. Yeah. Um, Stan's his kid, that's what it is. Uh, Stan Stan wasn't allowed to go trick-or-treating, so they, they, they all dressed up as the Avengers, but Stan... Um, put up an iPod on like some kind of remote control scooter and, and dressed up. That's how he went trick or treating. Uh, it was a pretty funny episode, but, but yeah, that's, that's really what I got for blockbusters effect on pop culture. Yeah. I think their biggest legacy, honestly, is Netflix oddly enough <laughs> and streaming service. But before that, you know, I do feel that it was because of, I mean, also because of some of these smaller ones, but especially blockbuster, cause it was so big that it proved that, uh, that DVDs and VHS is, during that time, physical copies of movies was a thing people wanted because for the longest time, it wasn't really a thing until the late seventies, like you said, and the, it kind of proved that there's a market for it. People love movies and people love video games, so there's a giant market for that. So, I think in that case, they were very vital to entertainment for that. Um, 
But now, you know, I dare say a lot of the younger people may not have even heard of Blockbuster because it's kind of been gone for so long now. Uh, it's kind of a distant memory. Uh, like, I don't know. I guarantee my nephew doesn't remember any of them. And he's uh, like a, uh, he's in high school. So, right. uh, it's, it's a very, it's very sad in a way because like you had a lot of great memories, but I do think because of them is we eventually moved on to streaming stuff and that will be here for a, a while, I would assume. And Netflix is, they, there's, they have so much money right now. They are not going anywhere. So, um, I kind of think that's their legacy. Blockbuster's legacy is the thing they created <laughs> and re- and uh, didn't uh, weren't smart enough to take part of. Uh, they were kind of their own. They got in their own way, uh, and that's the reason they're not around anymore. They just weren't smart enough to see the writing on the wall because uh, you know how it is when something works for a long time, uh, you kind of get stubborn with it. And I mean that. I mean I know I'm guilty of that on some things. If something was going the right way for the longest time, then I. And I was like, well, I'm not going to change it. It still works, despite the fact that it's starting not to work. Um, but yeah, I think, thankfully, it still has a legacy. And that legacy, to me, is Netflix and other streaming services that kind of uh, spawned up uh, from people not, want, not wanting to pay late fees. <laughs> no, one, 100%, man. What a, what a, just a great place. I, I, there's a part of me that as soon as this, all this stuff, I want to make a trip to Oregon specifically to go check out this last blockbuster get that vibe back um i do miss the blue awning i i i was i got it was cool because they referenced it in captain marvel yes that movie took place in 1995 they had her crash through a blockbuster and i'm like oh my god um oh so good so good but uh yeah i think that about wraps it up for for our retro pop blockbuster uh look and johnny where are we what are we going to next time? What, what do we got on the table? Well, it kind of goes along with this in that we're going to a wonderful island full of dinosaurs. We're going to go into the world of Jurassic Park next. I'm going to try to cover the books and then move on, of course, to the very popular movies uh, and a franchise that is near and dear to my soul because I love dinosaurs as a kid. So uh, we're going to be talking some Jurassic Park next. No joke. No joke. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is no joke. On Animal Crossing, my new uh, current uh, love, uh, you can actually uh, put in tunes for your island that will play, and people have come up with templates, the ones you can put in, and one of the ones I have, and it's in rotation, is that theme, the Jurassic Park theme. It's such a beautiful song. <laughs> it's so great. So join it's us so for cool. that. Uh, we very much appreciate all of you. Please stay safe out there. Make smart decisions. Uh, and then we can all get past this together and be able to get back to being able to go to uh, empty blockbuster stores. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And on that note, everybody, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time right here on Retro Pop.
Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris. Should we tell the people about our new show? Our new show? Yes. Not Back Issues. Not Harley Awesome. No. This is Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Hey, man. We just can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Never gonna stop. That's right. We're back. BICBP-radio.com. They should go listen to it right now. They really should. Where can they listen to it? BICBP-radio.com. BICBP-radio.com. Chris and Anthony just can't stop. Stop, stop till they drop? That's right. That's the kind of freestyles you're going to get from Anthony on Chris and Anthony just can't stop. At BICBP-radio.com. Chris and Anthony just can't stop. BICBP-radio.com. Chris and Anthony just can't stop. Chris, I think we should stop with the commercial. All right.